From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, President Yoon Sung-yeol makes official a move to scrap the Moon Jae-in care policy, expanding state health insurance coverage. Ex-presidential chief of staff No Young-min is questioned over the handling of the 2020 death of a South Korean fisheries official by North Korea. Heavy snowfall is coming down in central inland regions. A bitter cold wave is expected to grip the nation Wednesday morning. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Tom McCarthy. President Yoon Sung-yeol officially announced plans to scrap the Moon Jae-in care policy, expanding state health insurance coverage, which has been criticized for encouraging excessive treatment and freeloading of the system. The president called for a revamp that prevents wasteful spending while protecting services for those who need them. Kim So-yeon reports. At a cabinet meeting on Tuesday, President Yoon Sung-yeol declared an overhaul of the previous administration's policy that expanded state-run health insurance coverage. The so-called Moon Jae-in care announced in August 2017 extended coverage to most medical expenses with the exception of cosmetic procedures, covering over 3,800 services such as robot surgeries, sonograms, and magnetic resonance imaging, or MRI. Over the years, the system has come under fire for facilitating excessive treatment with a reduced individual expense, which eventually took a toll on the finances of the insurance system. In that regard, Yoon said that although over 20 trillion won was spent to strengthen the coverage, the previous government neglected the abuse and freeloading of the system, passing the burden onto most of the public with what he called populist policies. Stressing that health insurance reforms are not a choice but a necessity, the president called on officials to swiftly normalize the system. Yoon said that eligibility for insurance benefits should be tightened and measures must be devised to prevent funds from being wasted while supporting vulnerable groups more effectively. He also pledged to guarantee coverage for serious illnesses while enhancing the system's sustainability. Kim Soyeon, KBS World Radio News. President Yoon Sung-yeol pledged to continue pushing for labor reforms aimed at protecting the socially vulnerable based on recommendations put forth by a panel of civilian experts. At Tuesday's cabinet meeting, Yoon said that revamping the existing dual system of regular and irregular workforces is a task that can no longer be delayed as it is closely linked to the competitiveness of local industries and the employment of future generations. The president's remarks come a day after the Future Labor Market Research Association announced reform recommendations, including enhanced flexibility of the 52-hour work week and a transition to a performance-based wage system. Rival political parties continue to lock horns over next year's budget plan, with just two days left until the deadline for parliamentary passage. The ruling People Power Party and main opposition Democratic Party are at odds over slashing corporate taxes and reducing the general public's tax burden, trading accusations over the cause of the stalemate on Tuesday. The ruling bloc slammed the main opposition for claiming to prioritize the public's well-being by reducing their tax burden when, in fact, it was the previous government that drastically raised taxes. The DP, which opposes the PPP's push to lower the maximum corporate taxation rate from 25 to 22 percent, accused President Yoon Sung-yeol of intervening in the negotiation after he called on Parliament to approve the revision the previous day. If the two parties fail to reach an agreement by Thursday, 
the DP may take the unprecedented step of unilaterally passing its revised version of the budget bill in a plenary session with its majority in Parliament. The prosecution is questioning former presidential chief of staff No Young-min over the previous government's handling of the 2020 shooting death of a South Korean fisheries official by North Korean soldiers. The Seoul Central District Prosecutor's Office summoned No for questioning on Tuesday morning in relation to his time as former President Moon Jae-in's chief of staff for nearly two years from January 2019, during which he was regarded as a heavyweight of the top office. No is being questioned some two months after he was interrogated by the prosecution on his alleged involvement in the forced repatriation of two North Korean fishermen in 2019. Meanwhile, the prosecution also summoned former National Intelligence Service Director Pak Ji-won for questioning slated for Wednesday. In July, the NIS filed a complaint with the Supreme Prosecutor's Office against Pak for deleting intelligence-related reports without authorization regarding the 2020 case. You are now listening to the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul, Korea. The top nuclear envoys of South Korea, the U.S., and Japan held talks in Jakarta on Tuesday and discussed response measures to North Korea's escalating provocations and missile threats. In his opening remarks of the session held at the U.S. Embassy in Indonesia, Seoul's chief nuclear negotiator, Kim Gun, said the international community will never recognize North Korea as a nuclear power and called on the regime to face reality. America's nuclear envoy, Sung Kim, asked countries around the world to join in efforts urging the North to abide by UN Security Council resolutions, underlining the importance of a unified global voice. Tokyo's nuclear envoy, Takehiro Funakoshi, said that if the North carries out a nuclear test, the three sides will pursue stronger security cooperation in response. South Korean Ambassador for North Korean Human Rights Yi Shinhwa visited Japan from Saturday to Monday and discussed the issue of Japanese abductees in the North. Seoul's foreign ministry said Tuesday that he held talks with Japan's chief cabinet secretary, Matsuno Hirokazu, on Monday and explained Seoul's policy on North Korean human rights. The two sides also discussed cooperation on ways to improve the regime's human rights situation. He expressed support for Tokyo's efforts in seeking a resolution of the abductees issue and hoped for joint endeavors to resolve a broader range of human rights concerns that include prisoners of war and detainees. South Korea and the U.S. have decided to continue constructive discussions to address Seoul's concerns and opinions over the exclusion of South Korean-made electric vehicles from tax incentives under the U.S. Inflation Reduction Act. The two sides confirmed the decision in a joint statement adopted during the 7th South Korea-U.S. Senior Economic Dialogue chaired by 2nd Vice Foreign Minister Lee Do-hoon and U.S. Undersecretary of State for Economic Growth Jose Fernandez in Washington on Monday. At the meeting, he explained Seoul's stance on the IRA and asked for Washington's cooperation to ensure that the opinion is reflected in the Treasury Department's guidance on the implementation of the law. Fernandez, on his part, said the U.S. has sincerely taken Seoul's worries into account from the start and is looking into them from various angles. Heavy snowfall is expected in central inland regions Tuesday afternoon, followed by a bitter cold wave Wednesday morning. An estimated 2 to 8 centimeters of snow are forecast in the southern areas of Gyeonggi and Gangwon province, as well as Chungcheong and North Jola province, and mountainous regions on Jeju Island, with many places likely to receive more than 10 centimeters. 1 to 5 centimeters are expected in Seoul, Incheon, northern Gyeonggi province, the northern and central inland areas of Gangwon province, and South Jola province. 
From Wednesday, a deep freeze will grip the nation as morning lows will plunge to minus 10 degrees Celsius in Seoul and minus 16 in Chorwon, Kangwon province. Cold wave advisories have been issued for the central region as well as North Jola and North Gyeongsang provinces, with gusty winds also forecast for coastal areas. The benchmark Korea Composite Stock Price Index fell 0.62 points, or 0.03% on Tuesday, closing the day at 2,372.40. The tech-heavy Kosdaq also fell, losing 0.06 points, or 0.01%, to close at 715.16. On the foreign exchange, the local currency strengthened 1.21 against the dollar, ending the day at 1,306.01. And that's the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul. I'm Tom McCarthy.